Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Welcome to Miracle Internet Church. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and the Lord is here, and you're here, and so we're ready. Amen? Amen. I hope you've had a moment uh, to spend with the Lord before we came up, that you could uh, shut off everything that happened or did not happen today and yesterday, and focus in on the Lord. Amen. Because we come together in his name. And a special welcome to our first-time listeners. We are an international Christian, non-denominational church. And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time that is, wherever you are. And we meet on Sundays with the local church as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Praise the Lord. So we're so glad to have you. If this is your first time, uh, by all means, join us in our chat room. And our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the top, across the banner, MIC Radio Chat, please do click that. And when the page changes, click Guest. Then when the page changes again, sign in using your name. Yes, something that's recognizable from your birth certificate. Amen. And say hello to the saints, and they will all greet you in return. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a very loving and friendly uh, congregation, and they'll be happy to speak to you when you come to church. Amen? Praise God. So if you happen to be on a cell phone, you may use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up, across the top, you'll see three white dashes on a black background. Click the three white dashes. They will open up all the other links, and you may proceed from there. Amen. So we want to thank everyone for joining us. We know that the Lord is here in our midst and that he will speak to us. So we are preparing our hearts to come before his throne, to dump off all of that stuff that came with today and yesterday and the day before And to present ourselves before him that we might receive the blessing that he has for us tonight. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're so happy to see everyone, even from the other side of the ocean. Um, uh, We encourage everyone that's able to come and join us in our chat room. It's a blessing to be able to fellowship with your brothers and sisters worldwide. And even if you're not, you can always recast the broadcast on our website at MiracleInternetChurch.com. 
And when the page comes up, across the top it says Archive Sermon. That's the link you pick, Archive Sermon. And when the page opens up, you scroll down till you find the sermon that you're looking for, and you click it and you listen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we know that everyone doesn't live in the same time zone, so some of us have staggered times of listening. And the Lord makes room for that. Amen? And so do we. So we want to thank him for bringing us together. You know, the Holy Spirit brings us together in unity when we come. We don't just pop up like popcorn, you know. No, he brings us together. He joins us in the spirit. And that's important because in order to have a church, you must have unity. And it's a blessing, the blessing of the Lord. The commanded blessing of the Lord is here when we're together in his name in unity. So we welcome you in the name of the Lord and We cast all of our care upon the Lord because we know that he cares for us. So whatever did or did not happen, whatever you were expecting, and it didn't quite turn out that way, we're casting that on the Lord, and we're going to let him take care of it. Amen? Amen, because that's the only way to do this. That's the only way to stay sane in this world is to cast our care upon the Lord because we know that he loves us and dearly cares for us. Amen. Praise God. So tonight, we're going to go before the throne of God in prayer. I've been uh, doing quite a bit of praying lately, not that I don't pray all the time anyway. It just seems that recently I've been doing quite a bit of that. We're going to start here. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge your presence. We acknowledge the presence of the Godhead, and we thank you for joining us for church tonight. It's a privilege and an honor for you to come into our midst. We invite you and we welcome you. We plead the merits of the shed blood of Jesus over our lives, and we surrender our cares to you, our concerns, whatever it may be. We want nothing in between our soul and our Savior. We want to come before you with a clean heart, a humble heart, a reverent heart, seeking your faith, seeking your fellowship, your presence. And we thank you, Lord, for being in our midst. We thank you. Heavenly Father, forgive us for feeling dissatisfied. We repent of our boredom and dissatisfaction as we once again realize that those who seek you shall not want any good thing. Amen. Amen. You are our God. Early will we seek you. Our soul thirsts for you. And our flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land. We long to see your power and your glory. Your loving kindness, Father, is better than life to us. Therefore, our lips will bless you and praise you. We will bless you as long as we live. We will lift up our hands in your name. As we do so, 
we know that our soul will be satisfied as if with marrow and fatness, and our mouth will praise you with joyful lips. We praise you, Lord. As we praise you, we are satisfied. In your goodness, Father, we find complete satisfaction. You enable us to eat in plenty and be satisfied. We praise your name, Lord. Thank you for dealing so wondrously with us. Because of your dealings in our lives, we know we shall never be ashamed. We bless you, O Lord. All that is within us blesses you. We will not forget all of your benefits to us. You have forgiven us all of our iniquities and healed our sicknesses. You have redeemed our life from destruction, and you have crowned us with your loving kindness, tender mercy. Heavenly Father, you are our satisfaction. We find our satisfaction, Lord, not necessarily in what others do. No, just in who you are. You're our sufficiency. You're really all that we need. You're our everything. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you because your name says that you're the all-sufficient one. You are able to supply every need, even the tiniest need, the most obscure need. You're able to supply every need. All of us have had different experiences in the past few hours. And so everyone has a certain need, Lord. But we thank you, Father, for coming to supply every need, every need. Some of us need comfort. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're the comforter. We thank you for coming to comfort us, to reassure us, to put us at ease. We thank you for helping us to realize that we don't need to be all caught up in what happened. We just need to keep our focus on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that even when we pray to the best of our knowledge and ability, you intercede for us, and you know what ought to be prayed. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for every blessing, every blessing, that you pour out to your children. We receive them by faith in Jesus' name. We want to thank you for our inheritance that we received in Jesus Christ. We want to thank you for all that that means to us. We have salvation. That separates us from all the other people in the world, Lord, because we belong to you. We've received the spirit of adoption. We are actually the children of God. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us this opportunity, this blessing to be connected with you as Adam was connected with you before the fall. We thank you, Lord, for your special touches in our life, your special graces in our life. Thank you for speaking to our hearts when we get all combobulated. Yes, that's the word. We want to thank you, Lord, for teaching us to trust you through the strange times. 
We live in strange times, and sometimes strange things do happen. But as we trust you, Lord, you will bring us through whatever time it is, whatever it looks like. No matter how unusual it may seem to us, you will bring us through. You will walk us through, and we will learn about you as we go through. We will learn about you. We will have revealed to us things that we didn't know before. So we thank you, Lord, for teaching us to be patient and to stay in faith as we trust you through this strange season. It has a different sound. It has a different feeling. And we can't see everything in front of us, but we can see something. We thank you, Lord, for showing us that you've already known about this and you are preparing us for the seasons that are yet ahead of us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No need to be alarmed, but we need to be aware. So we thank you for holy awareness, for godly awareness, for wisdom in our time of need. Thank you, Lord. We have no need of fear because the God of the universe is taking care of us and watching over each of us. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Amen. Amen. Father, we lift up to you those of us who have been through different kinds of trauma and experience different altars to sell their souls to the lies in return for safety, involving unseen people and unseen powers. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us for those things. We didn't really know what we were doing when that happened. Some of us weren't even fully conscious when those things happened to us. But you know, Lord, the Bible declares that to the uttermost, Jesus saved. To the uttermost, Jesus saved. So we ask you, Lord, to destroy those altars. They're not a part of our relationship with you. Destroy those altars, Father. We don't want them as a, as a part of our life with you. We've begun a new life in Jesus Christ. And those things, that happened in the past are not a part of our relationship. So we thank you for taking care of those things that we can't change. You know what to do. We turn ourselves and all the events of our past over to you. We thank you for the freedom. Thank you for the freedom. We've made decisions, Lord, that were not a part of your plan for our lives. A lot of those decisions, Lord, were made in ignorance, and some of them just in rebellion. But nonetheless, we turn all of those past events over to you. We've come out of that world, and we are now in the kingdom of God's dear son. And so those things are not a part of our world. 
They are a part of a life that no longer exists for us. We hand each of those things to you right now, Father, and we thank you that you know how to deal with them. We ask you to do so and to forever separate us from those things in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We won't spend extra time feeling overly sorry and guilty and condemned because there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus that walk after the spirit and don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus became sin for us, and he took all of those things on him on the cross that we might receive the blessed relationship with you that we've always desired and that you have desired. So we thank you for the Lord Jesus' sacrifice. We thank you that he became a curse for us. He took every curse that has touched our lives, Lord, every single curse, that we might be blessed. So we receive his sacrifice for us. We receive what he did for us, and we receive the blessings, the blessings of Abraham and Jesus Christ. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the wall of fire with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the warring linking angels and their linking shields. We thank you for the praising angels and the ministering spirits in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the angels that you have assigned to us to watch over us, Lord. We thank you for them, Father. That's a blessing. We thank you. Amen. We thank you. They have saved our little hides many a day. Little did we know it, but he has saved, they have saved our little hides. We would have gotten into so much trouble had they not been there to prevent us from doing whatever we had no business doing. So we want to thank you, Lord. We Lift up to you the shield of faith so that we will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and there are plenty of those flying around. We wear the helmet of salvation. We take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We're covered with the blood of Jesus, and no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. Lord Jesus, you are our shepherd, and we shall not want. Not anything. You supplied all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And we can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives us strength. So we cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you love us. We agree with you that we walk in divine health because you're the God who heals our diseases. And by your stripes, we have been healed. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, 
We bind Satan, the strong man, all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents. We lift up anyone that happens to be in pain right now. We bind their pain and suffering in the name of Jesus Christ. We commanded to come up and out of that vessel in Jesus' name, go into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All discomfort of any kind, we take authority over it in the name of Jesus and we bind it. We send it into the into the cage. We chain it and send it to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Every attack, every demonic attack that comes upon us, as we're listening to the broadcast and receiving the word, we send it back wherever it originated in Jesus' name. We send it back according to the covenant. We forbid the devil to interfere with us receiving the word of God. We bind all of his efforts, all of his hideouts. We send the light of God into his hideouts in the name of Jesus Christ. And we dispel his darkness in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. We ask you, Lord, to release your warring angels against those attacks as we come to receive the word. This is our time. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the king reigns supreme in these vessels. This is our time. We will not be interrupted by any demon anywhere in Jesus' name. And we send all of his attacks and all of his interruptions and all of his interference back on his own head in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we're allowed to have trespass-free time with you. We've come to give ourselves to you, surrender ourselves to you, and nothing and no one will hinder us or stop us in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in our places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind forced feedback, cyber-stalking, cyber-sex, cyber-sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, 
debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations with your demons. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind all water weight by witchcraft in Jesus' name. And we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. All swelling and all water weight gain due to witchcraft, we return to the senders in Jesus' name. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whispers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, technopaganism, and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no right to attack God's people. Thank you, Lord. We bind Leviathan and his attack, brainwashing and kundalini spirits, and their attacks, we bind every religious devil, every religious devil that has ever existed and ever been. We take authority, dominion, and power over it, and we bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We chain it. We send it into the spiritual cage, and we send it to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you. We bind water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, sorcery devils, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust, seducing, womanizing, drone spirits, whoredom spirits, and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer and the seducer and their attacks, targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind whoredom spirits and their attacks. Voices of the stranger, voices of the demons, and their attacks in Jesus' name. All hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all the cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all 5G and components, everything coming off the satellite, everything coming from the ground and up. Everything emanating from the bush. Everything coming from the cell towers and through our devices. In Jesus' holy name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the work of the enemy coming through our devices, literally taking possession of our devices, uh, uh, activating our keys. We bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind any demon that attempts such in Jesus' name. We turn that demon bound in the name of Jesus Christ. And those persons that have become skilled in computers, and they know how to do these things. We bind them too in the name of Jesus. And we place them into the hands of God, the Holy Spirit, that he will deal with them as they should be dealt with, according to the word, in Jesus' name. Our computers don't belong to water devils. Our computers don't belong to water devils. Our computers, our cell phones, our electronic devices, are not the property of the devil. Everything that we own in this life it belongs in the kingdom of God. It belongs to our God, not to demons. 
So we break the power of the demon over things that we own in Jesus' name. And we send their wicked powers back on them in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over the technology devil. We send the fire of God back against them in the name of Jesus. All the technology devils. We bind you. We chain you with eternal chains and darkness and fetters of iron. We send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind the demons that like to hide under things, under our bed, under our furniture, under our cars. We plead the blood of Jesus over every part of our transportation. In Jesus' holy name, we bind all the demons that attack anything that belongs to us in Jesus' name. And we send it right back on those demons and the perpetrators in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you and we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you to the Lamb of God. We bind hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks and all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Celtic, out of every country, every nation, every location on the globe where witchcraft, occultism, voodoo, hoodoo, and tribal rituals are practiced, we bind them all in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them all into the spiritual cage, into the feet of Jesus Christ for immediate judgment. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you. We bind all Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind the dark arts in the name of Jesus, including the music. We bind the pie devils in the name of Jesus. We bind the corruption and defiling of music in the name of Jesus. Music is designed to bring glory and honor to God and for no other purpose. We bind every demonic purpose and use of music and sound in the name of Jesus. Every demonic purpose and, and use of light in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, the attacks that have been launched against the members of the ministry, we return to senders in the name of Jesus. 
We return according to the covenant in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we condemn it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the end. We return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that's been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, and all rituals done on the phases of the moon in Jesus' name. We bind the formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, fire, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind, food lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant. All in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pull down, melt down, tear down, strip away all of their protection in the name of Jesus Christ. We send back all of the witchcraft that they have done all over their entire lives. All, every act of wickedness, we return it in the name of Jesus Christ. Sowing and reaping is very active, Lord, and we thank you for returning it where it goes in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us, We cut their silver cords in Jesus' name. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender, all witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website. Returning all Cameroonian, black wizardry, black magic, and all jujus in Jesus' name. Returning all Nigerian tribal witchcraft and any other tribal witchcraft in Jesus' name. 
Native American tribal witchcraft in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft and all ancient um, forms of mystic religion, we bind you all in the name of, and we return your evil back to you. After all, you started it. It's yours. You enjoy it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, the Great Reset, Agenda 2050, make-believe, fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, the spirit and the children of disobedience, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, Antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, DSP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind spirits of destruction, chaos, mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, and the king of pride. We bind all of his agents in the name of Jesus Christ. We send them into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind, we bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, idle mind, unfocused mind, rioting, Abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. Thank you, Jesus. We bind all false deities, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Kali, Apollyon, Zeus, Neptune, Python, Molech, Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Mammon, Atlas, Basilic, Baphomet, and his 72, and we chain them all with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins, and dolls. All the voodoo pins come out the voodoo dolls. And, Father, we turn them over. We send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name for your judgment of not only the artifact, but the uh, the conjurer of the evil work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. See, you had no business making that voodoo doll of me. Jesus didn't tell you to do that. 
Thank you, Lord. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, cold and hot spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, ceremony, pledge, vow, prayer, power, working in the name of Jesus. We bind the, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, and the grips in Jesus' name, and that of the associated organizations as well. Every organization, Lord, that shares similar rituals, we bind their evil works in the name of Jesus Christ. We disconnect ourselves from all such in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We loose ourselves from such in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Aha. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for the righteous judge. We ask adjudications from the righteous judge against all of the warfare that we've been receiving in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Lord, all of it, every bit of it, regardless of the source. We thank you for your adjudications, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the execution of your judgment, and we give you the praise. Amen. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodicean. We bind the insanity, pride, work of errors, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled, and we return and loose all the retaliation of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain in Jesus' name, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you, and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we disconnect ourselves and bind 
Every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, we bind them in the name of Jesus Christ, and we send them right back in the name of Jesus. Go right back where you came from. We didn't call for you, and we don't want you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are uh, being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or any other country where they should not be. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Uh, Brother Bill, uh, when you get a moment, I need you to post in the chat room that prayer about traveling. I need you to put it in there. Somebody needs to read that. Father, we take authority, dominion, and power over shadowy figures crossing the roadway where we're traveling, whether it be in the air, in the water, beneath the water, wherever we are, on the roadways, wherever we may be. We bind up those evil shadowy figures that are no more than devils. We turn them over, Father, to the Lord Jesus Christ and to those agents that he has dealt to deal with them in Jesus' name. Even shadowy figures that walk through our neighborhoods at night. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over the oppression that we feel when we leave home and go out into the world's atmosphere. We are covered with the blood of Jesus. Oppression is not ours. We send it back where it came from in the name of Jesus Christ. We send it right back right now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for covering our mode of transportation with the blood. We take authority, dominion, and power over any entity, be it live or just an object, in our way, Father. We thank you for protecting your people as we go to and fro. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We cover those that come on our property, Lord, to do work for us. Uh, to to uh, do uh, certain things that ought to be done, we cover them with the blood of Jesus while they are here, Father. We forbid any accident, injury, or harm to come to anyone when they are trying to help us and to do something good for us, Father. In Jesus' name, we want us. We forbid the demons to attack them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bind all their demons in Jesus' name. And all the demons that regularly traffic to them, we bind them in the name of Jesus. We bind all difficulty and them coming to us and leaving us in Jesus' name. We ask you, Father, to release angelic escorts to see to it that they arrive safely, that the work that they do meets your satisfaction and our need, and that they leave in peace. Hey. 
We bind all their witchcraft spirits in the name of Jesus Christ, even generational witchcraft spirits. We bind spirits of racial hatred and bigotry and prejudice in Jesus' name. We bind foul language and every other act that's ungodly and unholy in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Father, to save all such as should be saved in Jesus' name, and that they will not be leaving any demons behind on our, our property when they leave in Jesus' name. We plug their mouths with the blood of Jesus, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bind every water devil and every marine spirit that comes with them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No sex devils left behind in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord, we give you the praise. Uh, we cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams. We bind up whatever we were fed in the dream. And we command it to leave us now, come up and out of us right now, bound in Jesus' name. Go to the cage, in Jesus' name, and be judged. We command them to stay away. We thank you, Lord, for your angels protecting us night and day. We thank you, Lord. We pull out all sharp pains in the name of Jesus Christ, and we loose it. We send those voodoo pins. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus from our mouths to our anus. And we bind all demonic attacks on our digestive tracts in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, curses, anything sent to us by the demonic realm. We pull down and destroy ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other forms of, of a, agreement with the demonic realm. Thank you, Jesus. We break down, tear down walls of protection, any kind of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. We take authority, dominion, and power over those who would break a covenant with us illegally in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We break the powers of every love spell, back text, curse, charm, fetish, all psychic thoughts, witchcraft, voodoo, sorcery, magic, mind control, potions, death, bewitchment, psychic warfare, psychic prayers, 
sickness, pain, torment, destruction, incense and candle burnings, chantings, ungodly blessings, incantations, hoodoo, root work, crystals, tribal rituals and sin, and everything else evil that the enemy would release against us. We send it right back to him. It belongs to him, not to us. We send back spirits of hatred, violence, bitterness, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all such evil spirits in Jesus' name. They belong in the demonic realm, not here. We bind you from coming near us or near those who are associated with with us in Jesus' name. We bind spirits of blindness, spirits of bondage, fear, hate, and heaviness. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for releasing upon your people grace and more grace. You say where sin does abound, your grace does much more abound. We receive the grace, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. We lift holy hands before you without wrath and without doubting, and we receive your grace in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen, and thank you for the grace, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, tonight, saints, our featured psalm comes from is Psalm 65. Psalm 65. And our verse for meditation comes from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 23. E-book is subliminal. Messages Bible Study, Satan Stealing Children's Mind. That subliminal messages Bible study, Satan Stealing Children's Mind. And the link is in the chat room. And tonight we're going to talk about Confront and Conquer. Confront and Conquer. You know... Um, some believers think that you're not supposed to confront anything or anyone. And in part, some of them were raised that way. But that's not what we see Jesus Christ doing in the scripture. And we are his disciples, and we are following his example. And he teaches us to overcome the flesh, to overcome the fear of man, to overcome the fear of demons in confrontation and in conquering. In confrontation and in conquering. In confrontation and in conquering. Well, Pastor, I don't like confrontation. Well, I'm here to tell you, dear, you better change that attitude. Amen? You're going to have to face the devil. You cannot run from the demons your entire life. You must confront the devil. It's mandatory. You plan to go to heaven, you're going to confront some demons, and that's just the way it is. So you go to Jesus and get rid of your fear and and your intrepidation and all of that, because that's not a part of his character and nature. That's your flesh manipulating you. Yes, you must confront. You can't just stand there and watch things happen and do nothing. That's not an act of faith. Amen? So tonight we're going to talk about confront 
and conquer, and conquer. Saints, our Lord Jesus Christ confronted Satan and conquered him. After Jesus came out of the Jordan, when John the Baptist baptized him, he went out into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. The end of 40 days, he confronted Satan and he conquered him. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to confront the devil in our lives and conquer him. We're not supposed to be running from the devil. We're not supposed to be afraid to go up to somebody who's drawing a demonic figure and say the name of Jesus to them in the course of conversation. We're not supposed to be scared and running. We're supposed to be confronting and conquering. Amen. So, is this what you're doing? Is it? Are you looking for ways to get out of it all? You know, there's some people, they don't want to bind any devil at any time for any reason. And they don't see why they need to bother themselves with that. Well, that's not going to work. Are you expecting someone else to do all of your spiritual warfare for you? Well, they're those people too. They think they just need to hang out around other people who will pray for them, and all they have to do is nod their head and say an occasional amen. They don't have to get into combat. They don't have to get into warfare. They don't have to move against the devil. All they have to do is just stand there while these other people do all the work. Well, that doesn't work either. Because the day comes when Jesus shuts that program down. That's really the way it works. You can't lean on them. You might learn some things from them, but you can't lean on them. You have to learn how to do spiritual warfare yourself. You can't expect somebody else to do all your praying, all your believing for you, and you sit down and do nothing but be carnal. That will not work. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ didn't do it that way. So why would you think that that method would work for you? Amen? Our Lord Jesus Christ confronted Satan, and he conquered him. A disciple follows the method of his teacher. A disciple follows the method of his teacher. A disciple of Jesus Christ chooses to become what his master is. Amen. You can't just sit there and wait on your aunt to come back from her vacation 
to pray about the fact that you lost your job. That's not going to work. You have to get to know God for yourself. As the old people used to put it, you've got to know him for yourself. You can't have coattail religion, as we used to call it, where somebody else did all the fighting, all the praying, all the fasting, all the believing, and you just hold on to their coattails. And whatever they say, you say yes. No, that's not, that's not true religion. That's not true faith. That's the way it works. Amen? Amen. The disciples, the Bible says, in Matthew chapter 10, verse 25, Matthew chapter 10, verse 25, it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, so they called him the devil, you know that. How much more shall they call them of his household? So you're going to get called some names. So what? That's par for the course. People are going to call you all kinds of things. But that doesn't matter. They're not God, and their word doesn't matter. That's just their scorn and ignorance working over time. So, who is not above his master, nor the servant his Lord. If Jesus went through this kind of rejection, and he did, people disregarding him, people disputing him, people trying to kill him, why are we so shocked when we're persecuted? This is part of the kingdom. If we suffer with him, we reign with him. Persecution comes with this kingdom. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, even if you're 12 years old. And there's a cross for thee. You got to pick up your end of this. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ confronted Satan and he defeated him through the power of his word. He defeated him through the power of his word. When Jesus Christ spoke, the word of God, Satan and demons were forced to flee. Flee. That's right. Satan and demons were forced to flee. That's what happened. They couldn't hang around. Amen? They could not stick around. Are you worried about it? Amen? They had to flee. They had to get moving. They couldn't just sit there and continue to manifest all day long. They had to go. 
Amen? They had to go. It's, it's essential that you understand that, that when we release the word of God, the devil's got to go. Yes, they will resist you. They're rebellious. That's what rebellion is. It's going to resist. But they can't hang out. They've got to they've got to come subject to the name of Jesus Christ, okay? Amen. They've got to come subject. I'm going to keep saying it because I want it to go deeply in you. The devil has got to leave at some point. He can't just keep sitting around uh, manifesting all day long. When you tell the devil to go in Jesus' name, he has to obey you. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 7, submit selves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. It doesn't say he will flee from God. It says, and he will flee from you. But first you have to follow the directions. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. It didn't say uh, lay down and let him roll all over you. It says put up a fight. Resist him. And he will flee from you. But there are those who don't want to do that. Well, rebellion has consequences. And I'm certain you don't want those consequences. Amen. Amen. When Jesus Christ spoke the word, the fierce winds and the sea obeyed him and became still. He spoke peace, be still. The winds calmed, so did the sea. Amen. When Jesus Christ spoke the word, the demons trembled and obeyed his command. You remember when the man from Gadarenes was there and Jesus was casting those devils out of that man? And the the demons wanted to be cast into the pigs. Well, they were. But then after that, that was the end of the pigs. So now, when Jesus spoke, they left. Well, when you do it in Jesus' name, they'll leave. You have to be steadfast. They will leave. They must leave in Jesus' name. So, are you speaking forth his word? Are you? This method of speaking the word of God in faith believing enabled Jesus, our mighty warrior, to enter Satan's territory and to face him head on. That's right. So that he could then destroy the strongholds of Satan with the word of his mouth. With the word of his mouth. So the word of God coming out of his mouth is what Jesus used to defeat the devil. 
seems to me that ought to be a mighty strong weapon coming out of your mouth. Amen. We should all have the word of God coming out of our mouths as a mighty weapon. Amen. So when the attack is on, we don't get frantic and run around in circles and uh, find a new brand of desperation. We do the word. We do the word. We do the word. Because that's what disciples do. They're disciplined to do the word. Amen. When you are faced with Satan's attacks, do you speak forth the word of God in faith? Or do you run around trying to find your own solution to the situation? What do you do? You know, it's one thing to come up here in the chat room and list scriptures and, okay, you seem like you've got it together. But when you're home, and the devil attacks, what do you do? See, that's what shows up where you really are in Christ. It's not where you think you are. It's how you perform under pressure. What do you do? Do you do your training or do you stay in your flesh? Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ believed in this method of attack against Satan. Everywhere Jesus encountered the works of the enemy, he used that opportunity to confront, and he took authority over him. How? How did he do that? By speaking the word of God. By speaking the word of God. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 8, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's right, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Nowhere in the Bible does Jesus or the disciples pray this way. Father, if it be your will, please heal those who are sick. Jesus didn't pray that way. His disciples did not pray that way. You shouldn't pray that way either. You ought to know what the will of God is. You shouldn't be on if, since it is your will to heal, Father, but not if. There is no need for any of his disciples to plead or to beg God to heal people or to free those who are tormented and possessed by Satan. God wants to set the captives free. He wants to. Amen. He wants to do that. And we've talked about that quite a bit lately. We have discussed this quite a bit lately. That this is what God 
wants to do. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's what I'm here for, he said. So we know that this is what God wants to do. And God has not changed his mind. Amen. When Jesus was confronted by the work of the enemy, he took aggressive action. Aggressive action. Some of you think aggressive is a bad word, but it's not. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. That's the scripture. It's in the Bible. Amen? Jesus took aggressive action. He then confronted the devil. Really, Pastor? Yes. He confronted the devil. What do you do when you are clearly told that the enemy has gathered against you? That's a good question. Ask yourself, what do you do when you are clearly told that the enemy has gathered against you? Do you immediately go into spiritual warfare or do you put it off? So truthfully, not what you wish you did, but what you actually do. Saints, I have taught you to go into warfare at the onset. Go into warfare at the onset. Get a grip on this thing. Get a grip. Stop letting the enemy throw you around. The very beginning, do not wait. Waiting gives Satan a foothold from which to launch further attacks. You can't pull the one, oh, I forgot that. No. It's going to cost you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. Don't give him any room at all under any circumstances. Jesus confronted Satan. He did not stand idly by with his hands folded, waiting for God to do the work. Mm-hmm. I know some of us do this, but Jesus didn't. Saints, that's being passive. That's right. It's a sin. 
no significant and effective action on your part. That's passivity. You know, you act like you're in inertia. You're immobilized. You can't think. You can't figure out anything. You act like you don't know what's going on, like you're in a trance or something. No, shake yourself. The power of God lives in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. God lives in you. Shake yourself in Jesus' name. Some of us act as though you're watching a movie, like you're a part of the movie and this is what's happening. Well, no, this is not a movie. This is real life. Instead of being an active participant in the journey of life, you're just acting like you're watching a movie and Satan's busy pelting you with attack. Not going to work. You've got to do something. Amen? You're just going to go on doing nothing until you finally realize that you are bound. You just can't do that. You've been taught too much. You are responsible for what you've been taught. You can't react or respond in that manner. You know too much. You've been exposed to too much. You've been taught too much for you to just sit there and do nothing. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been given a sound mind, but you refuse to use it. Uh, uh, I can't think. No, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can speak to your mind and command it to work properly. You can bind everything that's keeping it from working properly. You've been given power, authority, and dominion over the power of the devil. You know the name of Jesus. You know about the blood of Jesus. What is your excuse? Saints, you must take back full possession of your thought life. You can't put your mind on duh. That doesn't work in the kingdom of God. There is no duh in the kingdom of God. Amen? You cannot afford to live your life on perpetual rewind either. What does that mean? Every time something happens that triggers something in you from the past, you go back to those old thoughts that are already in the sea of forgetfulness. They're under the blood. You try to dredge them off and remember them all over again and relive them all over again and go through those emotions and experiences all over again. Cut that out, please. That's not Jesus Christ. That's your carnal mind. Put that thing on lockdown. In the spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
Bind up your carnal mind. Stop letting it run your life. Amen. Jesus clearly understood that God had given him the Holy Spirit with supernatural power. The Holy Spirit with supernatural power. Chapter 9, verse 1. Luke, chapter 9, verse 1. Luke, chapter 9, verse 1. So you're sitting at the dinner table, and you've got a, a new health goal. You're going to eat less sugar and less salt than you've been eating before. So as you're sitting there, this thought comes to you, you know, this food doesn't taste as good as it tastes when you had all that sugar and salt. Well, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to bind that thought in Jesus' name. You're supposed to bind that thought in Jesus' name. Satan, I know that's you trying to interrupt my enjoyment of this meal. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I send you into the spiritual cage to the feet of Jesus for judgment and all your reinforcement. There it is. That's not even 60 seconds. You take authority over that thought. It's not you. It's the devil. And you've heard it enough times that you know it's the devil. But you can't sit there and pretend that you don't know that. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. You can't sit there and pretend that you don't know that. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's real. Amen. Praise God. So in Luke chapter 9, verse 1, 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils. Over all devils, that's right. If the devil, you've got authority over it. You've got power and authority over it. You're not supposed to let them run roughshod over you. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. You're not supposed to be so busy doing your thing that you don't pay attention to what the devil is doing. The Bible says for us to be sober and vigilant. Knowing we have an adversary, knowing it, you've got an enemy, you need to be on alert. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, here comes the attack. Amen. We'll learn, won't we, Lord? We'll learn. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, behold, I give unto you power. Jesus gave it to us, we've got it, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, 
Yes, you've got power to tread over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You've got the power to shut him down in Jesus' name, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, and nothing shall by any means hurt you, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when he attempts to hurt you, you got to shut that down. No, in Jesus' name. You see, you've been given this position, but you got to stand your post. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. You know, some of us allow the enemy to to push buttons in our emotional lives to get us going. And you see, you've watched him do it so many times that now you know his modus operandi. You know what he's going to do. He's going to come start some foolishness, and you ought to be ready for him. You can't just walk around like life is a garden. Well, it's not to live in reality. You see, some people think the church is a different reality, but that's not the case. Some people think that what happens in the world, that's real reality, and what we talk about in church is a different kind of reality. Uh, No, they need to grow up. That's called an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Amen. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon. It didn't say there's one weapon. It said no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. So the witch wants to sit down there and do curses. Well, condemn her curses. This is the heritage. It's the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And you have to stand there and say, no. No allowance, no tolerance here. No. In Jesus' name. You have to forbid the enemy to work on you. You can't just sit there and roll over and say, well, you know, on Wednesday night, Pastor Sabrina's going to get up here and do warfare. No, it's not going to work like that. You've got to grow up. It's imperative. Saints, we are not to pretend that church is one life and our actual experiences are a different life. No, that would be a schizophrenic mindset. And God called us to single-mindedness, single-mindedness, one mind in Christ. 
No, not at all. Our church life is supposed to correct and redirect our actual experiences. Amen. Amen. And it's the truth. I was once told by some worldly person that men have compartments in their mind. Each issue gets its own compartment. They even have a compartment where no thinking goes on at all. Jesus came to set the captives free from all such compartments. Amen. In fact, we just read it. He said to preach deliverance to the captives. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where Jesus tells you you can have a compartmentalized mind and you can have a compartment where you just sit there and don't think a thing. I haven't found it yet. When you find it, send it to me. Amen? Amen. John chapter 8, verse 36. The Gospel of John chapter 8, verse 36. The Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son, therefore, speaking of Jesus Christ, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Amen? Amen. Jesus has given you a sound mind. You can't say that you don't have one available to you because Jesus has already given it to you. A sound mind is not idle or in a stupor. Just as Jesus confronted the power of the enemy, confront the enemy in your own mind. You can't allow the enemy to go picking around in old thoughts. No, all of that old stuff is under the blood. You need to inform him, no, that's under the blood. I bind you in Jesus' name. You can't bring that mess back. It can't re-injure me. It can't hurt me. It can't put me back in the closet. It can't put me back under the sheet. It can't do anything because it's dead. It's gone and it can't come back to hurt me. Amen? You can't let him pull up some argument your sister had with you five years ago to get you back into condemnation. No, I'm not going to put up with that in Jesus' name. Devil, you take that right back. There it is. It's yours. Return to sender. Amen. Just as Jesus confronted the power of the enemy, saints, confront the enemy in your own mind. 
A sound mind is a focused mind. A sound mind is a focused and disciplined mind. You're going to have to realize that your mind, your emotions, is a place that you're going to have to confront Satan all the time. Not just when you feel like it. Not just after Wednesday service. No, every day, all the time. We've talked about this before. Can you imagine this? Do you get this picture? You receive information that the enemy is attacking you. The angels are at attention waiting for you to speak the word of God. But what do you do? Oh, you just go right along as though nothing is happening. What a waste of the power of God. How long has God been training you? You're in class. The teacher is teaching. But your imagination is somewhere else. Your thoughts are floating off into your imaginary world, and the lesson that is going on in the classroom is lost on you. You don't grasp it. You don't get the concept. You don't get the principles. You don't know how to execute it. Why? Because you didn't stay focused in the classroom. You allowed your mind to drift off into your imaginary world someplace else because your body is still sitting in the classroom, but your mind is doing something entirely different. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Are you doing warfare over your thought life every day? Are you? Or are you playing around with fantasy devils? Are you binding fantasy devils or goofing off with them? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Are you goofing off with the demons who brought you a dream? Well, I remember this dream, and in the dream, blah, 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 blah. Well, first of all, we have a dream protocol. Have you done the protocol? And then when you finally ask Jesus, he tells you, no, he didn't send the dream, then you're going to sit there and continually discuss a dream that he didn't even send. That needs to be gone. There's nothing to discuss. It came from the devil. You need to hand it back. Amen. We have a dream protocol to deal with that, don't we? Are you executing the protocol? It's not a prayer. It's a protocol. You follow the instructions, one instruction at a time. 
Do you entertain yourself with goofy and dumb thoughts? Do you? That's an act of foolishness. That's the carnal mind. That's not Jesus. That's not his nature in you. Do you live your life in the what if? What if this? What if that? Well, get going with Jesus. He declares things that are right. Right. You know, in the past, I've allowed myself to get all worked up over a situation. And as the situation worked out, it didn't even go the way I thought. And then finally one day I realized I was wasting my perfectly good time and thought life. I was getting all churned up inside over something that eventually didn't even happen. How many times do we have to learn that lesson? How many? One ought to do it. Amen? Do you spend half of your thoughts trying to figure it all out? You know, some of us are great people who have to figure out all the answers in our minds and come up with probable solutions every time. Well, guess what? This is what the Bible says. Therefore, I say unto you, I'm in Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 25. Therefore, Jesus is speaking. This is your Savior. He's talking directly to you. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought. For your life. Part again. Take no thought for your life. Let's do it one more time. Take no thought for your life. So now we have to learn to obey that. What you shall eat. Or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment or clothes? Jesus said, don't focus on all that. It'll take care of itself. You don't have to focus on all of it. So, okay, this is what the Holy Spirit showed you you're going to eat today. Okay, get it ready. Put it in your mouth. Let's get this over with. You don't have to deliberate like that. It's quite another thing if you own a restaurant and you're preparing meals for many persons. That's part of the business of owning a restaurant. But he said, take no thought for your life. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, 
nor gather into barns. They don't do any of those. They don't have a checking account. They don't have a savings account. They don't have investment accounts. They don't have any of that. They don't even have a toilet. They use structures in your front yard for that purpose. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cupid unto his statue? See, Jesus is talking about your thought life. So now, can you change all these situations because you're sitting up there mulling them over and over and over and over and over in your mind? But do you keep doing that? Yes. And why take ye thought for clothes? Well, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Hmm. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Well, you have to answer Jesus. He's asking a lot of questions. You need to give him an answer, amen? Therefore, here it comes. He gives it to you again. Take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek, do the people that don't know God. This is what they run after all the time. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows it. It's not news to him. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Here he comes again. He's saying it again. We're in verse 34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. So he's told you about three to four times in this passage, keep doing it, you're in sin. Mm -hmm. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So now what are you going to do about all of this? Jesus has been saying to us, Your mind is too clouded with too much stuff. You don't need a rummage sale. You need to dump that stuff out of your mind. Amen? We're taught that anxious thought for anything at all is sin. But we don't treat it like it's sin. 
It's an open door for the devil, but we don't act like it's an open door for the devil. We just keep the garage door open all the time. Amen? It's real. It's real. It's real. Something's going on. You got it mulling over and over and over and over and over and over in your mind to the point that God can't break in and tell you what he's got to say about it. Oh, it's real. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. This is real. It's not imaginary. He doesn't mean when you get to heaven. He means right here and now. Do you waste your thought life in evil foreboding? Evil foreboding, yes. You know what I'm saying. You pronounce a negative outcome even before the events have seasoned to unfold. Oh, that probably ain't going to work out anyway. How do you know? You haven't gotten to it yet. You don't have all the facts all the truth, all the information, you're just letting that old stuff come rolling out of your mouth again. Everybody say, okay, we're going to do this together as a church, okay? Heavenly Father, we turn away from our sins. In Jesus, please forgive us. There. Is that better? Amen. That's what an evil foreboding is. You haven't even gotten to the situation, and you've decided it's going to probably turn out like this. You don't know that. God is already in the situation. You can't discount him. You can't factor him out. You belong to him. Amen. When a saint is gloomy, Everything seems to go wrong, but when he is joyful, everything seems right. Hmm. Join me in Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, starting at verse 12, I think. Isaiah. 59, and I'm starting at verse 12, so I think. Amen. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us. 
And as for our iniquity, we know them. Verse 13, in transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And judgment is turned away backwards, and justice standeth afar off, fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Some of you need to highlight this verse so you can come back and have a serious talk with the Holy Spirit about this, these scriptures and how you live your everyday life. Oh, yes. That's the truth. As we approach this time of seeking the Lord, let us consider this. Isaiah chapter 51, beginning with verse 11. Isaiah chapter 51, beginning with verse 11. Isaiah chapter 51, beginning with verse 11. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou, that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die, and the son of man which shall be made as grass? And forgettest the Lord thy maker, that hath stretched forth the heavens, and laid the foundations of the earth, and hath feared continually every day. Every day you go through the same thing. What if they sue me? What 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 if? What if they lay me off? What if they don't give me the loan? What if? What if? And has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor, as if he were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? Thou hasteneth that he may be loosed, and that he should not die in the pit, nor that his bread should fail. Bread should fail? Mm-hmm. I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea, whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. 
and I have put my words in thy mouth. I have put my words in thy mouth, and and I have covered thee in the shadow of mine hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it, saints. So why are you faint-hearted? Why does fear seize you? What are you running from? Hmm. I'm going to leave you to think about that. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 6, verse 63. You know, saints, there are people that are saints that are in this ministry that don't always tell the truth. That's right. And they know it. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to let them think about it, too. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 6, verse 63, the very words coming forth from Jesus' mouth were given to him from God, and they are alive. He said, it is the spirit that quickeneth, that makes alive. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. They are spirit, and they are life. They are alive. Within these words are the power to bring what they release to pass. Within his words are eternal life, healing, deliverance, love, peace, happiness, all that God had originally purposed for man to enjoy upon this earth. So, what are you doing with his words? What's in your mind? What's in your mouth? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you. And as we enter into this season of seeking you, we ask you to consecrate it for your purposes in our lives. We ask you, Lord, to hold us close to you, to keep us ever mindful of you, to help us to grow in faith and trust in you, and to allow ourselves to hear what you have to say to us about us and about our lives and about our relationship with you and about our relationship with others. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, 
for tenderly caring for us, for keeping us, for being merciful to us. Help us to remember, Lord, what we're supposed to remember. Help us to do what we're supposed to do. Help us to set aside time to spend with you on purpose where nothing else gets to interfere or get in the way. We thank you for what you'll do in us, for the changes that will be made in us, and how you will turn us from our own wicked ways. We thank you. We give you praise. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And the church says, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Bill, you got two words for us? I've got many words for you. I have a lot of praise reports. You ready to hear them? we got to start with yours, Pastor. Oh, you found it? I did. That's why I wanted to start with it first. To surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I can't quit laughing. Um, here's a praise report. Thanking and praising our Godhead for the win of Mayor-elect Donna Deacon and for the defeat of Mayor mayoral candidate daniel davis our god reigns he spoke two weeks ago that that she would win praise you lord for that you even told us before you did it praise you lord jesus i remember you telling me that now bro has a praise report he said thank you for using our recent challenges my wife was diagnosed with a stroke just after I tripped and hit my face on the concrete. To bring our family together and bring my wife home from rehab while on her way to complete healing, Sozo, able to do many things we often take for granted, all because of Jesus and his love gift. Praise you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus, and bless your holy name. Your mercy endureth forever. Praise you, Lord. Dana has a praise report. Holy Father in Jesus' name, thank you for restoring the Nigerian girls to their families. There's still a hundred missing, but I know, Lord, you're going to heal them and restore them to their families too. Praise you, Lord. Now, Laura Ann has a praise report. I just praise you for calling Pastor Sabrina, Assistant Pastor Bill, and beloved Brother Marshall into this ministry and equipping them with the Holy fire and discernment and leadership deliverance with knowledge of your word praise you lord just praise you lord for everything you've done we praise you lord for that now caroline has a praise report we thank the awesome godhead we glorify your name heavenly father is working miracles and wonders everywhere my daughter was a size 16, now she's down to a size 12, wow, and is gaining more strength. They are doing warfare. Stell still did not understand. She went to court yesterday, and the court was held. 
they were in confusion. She was waiting to hear from her lawyer. Sister Babs, who we were praying for, is now back to work and went for a scan. is completely free of cancer lumps and the effects of the vaccine and is learning to send back attacks. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Those are wonderful praise reports. And Trish says, praise the Lord. I read that billboards pop up all over the country with three words. Christ is Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Now, Deborah has a praise report. Earlier this week, let's see. Praise report on earlier praise report. I'm sorry. A few months ago, I was really complaining about my job as a landlord. Then the owner asked me to temporarily manage two other properties and quickly turned into a permanent thing. I somewhat sarcastically posted a praise report about being a great ployed landlord, but honestly, my life in a lot of ways has become easier since accepting this as God's will for my life right now. I was begging him nightly to open another door of employment. I hated my job, but since posting that praise report, he has strengthened me. He's helped me to find joy and has given me lots of victories over the enemy. Lord, may your will be done and not my own. Strengthen your people for the task you have. Give us joy and the anointment to, and the anointment to accomplish your work in the earth. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Now we just praise you for that. A praise report from Margat after OA's funeral. There was another service later. We were already gathered in the church, and I got courage enough to leave my place at the apostate church in front of everyone, also because the pastor seemed more like a Freemason to me than a believer I thank God Jesus and the Holy Spirit for inspiring me praise you Lord for that we praise you for that SM has a praise report Heavenly Father thanks be to you in your son's name Lord Jesus Christ for prayers answer I was able to finish a tough project I'm still facing a challenge with a few unbelievers at work but God is helping me Day by day. Glory to God in the highest. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that. Now, praise has, Trish has another praise report. MOM, some time ago, I lifted up my brother Linwood and asked your will to be done in his life. He accepted a job in San Francisco and was preparing to move. I humbly asked the Lord to open his eyes and to show him why he should not move there. During the celebration of life for my Aunt Josie, who went home to be with the Lord, he said he wasn't moving after all. I praise the Lord for showing him why he should not go. Thy will was done, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your grace and mercy endures. We just praise you for that. And thank, she goes on to say, thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayers during this prayer request. S.G. was in dire need of God's divine healing as he was involved in an auto accident, suffered injuries to an existing spine injury. The accident caused him to lose mobility in his lower extremities. He went through surgery and praised the Lord 
By your stripes he was healed and his mobility's back. Praise you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Tiffany has a praise report. Praise you, God, for helping me with this last fast. I wouldn't have been as successful without your help, your strength, and your grace. You are a loving and caring, and I truly appreciate your kindness and love towards me. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And Noel says, praise the puppy's eyes of all opening. They're learning to walk. This is especially significant for Petite, who is half the size of her siblings. She is very determined, and today she weighed in at one pound. Thank you, Lord. This is a very special experience, and we've been confronting our son about taking responsibility for his life, respecting who God has made to be, has made him to be, and choosing right while refusing wicked way and false personas. On Sunday night, I started telling him that he was contending with curses from his family line on his life. It was under the influence of the Holy Spirit that I began describing the curses and their intention for his life. The next day, we went out walking, and an agent of Satan, a skin-and-bones little woman dressed as one out to exercise, was hexing us right in front of me behind AK's back. She was repeatedly waving her arms in a peculiar way. As to conjure up something, I started praying. So AK looked and said, she's been doing the same thing behind my back. God showed me that she was stirring up spirits and curses and patterns of our forefathers to keep us trapped in strife, unbelief, frustration, argument, deception, rebellion, anger, manipulation, etc. Then later, Pastor Sabrina posted a sermon about the very topic on our wickedness, our ancestors' iniquity. Thank you. God for revelation. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for that wonderful praise reports. Now, there are many more, but that's all we have time for tonight. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sprint. Praise you, Lord, for these wonderful praise reports. Praise you, praise you. You know, these praise reports get better and better and better. Amen. I'm very proud of you, saints. You're growing. You're growing. Your muscles are growing. Isn't that good? Amen. So let's get busy. We've got work to do for the kingdom. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. Vermont's Republican governor signed abortion and gender-affirming shield bills into law Wednesday that are the first in the country to explicitly include protecting access to a medication widely used in abortions, even in if the U.S. Food and Drug Administration withdraws its approval of the pill. The bills protect providers from discipline for providing legally protected reproductive, and gender-affirming health care services. Today, we reaffirm once again that Vermont stands on the side of privacy, personal autonomy, 
and reproductive liberty, and that providers are free to practice without fear, Republican Governor Phil Scott said in a statement. In the identical bills passed by the House and Senate, reproductive health care services includes medication that was approved by the Food and Drug Administration for termination of pregnancy as of January 1, 2023, regardless of the medication's current FDA approval status. Planned Parenthood believes other states' shield laws will cover the issue, but that Vermont law makes it explicit, according to Lucy, whatever her last name is, of Planned Parenthood of North northern New England. Last month, the U.S. Supreme Court preserved women's access to the drug, rejecting lower court's restrictions while a lawsuit continues. The justices granted emergency requests from the Biden administration and New York-based Danko Laboratories, maker of Mephesprestone, which are appealing a Texas lower court ruling that would roll back FDA approval of the drug. The next in the case is arguments before the New Orleans-based U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit on May 17th. That's today. Unfortunately, we can't say how these legal protections will actually play out based on what happens in the Fifth Circuit Court and likely appeals to that decision no matter what happens said Isabel, and I don't want to crucify her last name, of the Gutmacher Institute, which describes itself as a research and policy organization that advances sexual and reproductive health and rights by email. Really. All we know is that there's going to be a ton of chaos and confusion. So she's already determined that it's going to be chaos and confusion, okay? Our God is not the author of confusion, you know. Greer Donnelly, an associate professor at the University of Pittsburgh School of Law, who is an expert in abortion law, says states cannot allow medications the federal government prohibits. But that does not mean the federal government would enforce its ban if states go their own way. Asking the righteous judge for his adjudications in this matter. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning rural electric cooperatives, utilities, and other energy providers will soon be able to apply for nearly $11 billion. Have you ever seen $11 billion? I haven't. And grants and loans for clean energy projects. Wonder where they get all this money from. Funded by $430 $430 billion Inflation Reduction Act signed into law last August. The Biden administration said on Tuesday, expanding clean energy to rural communities is critical to meeting the administration's goal of net zero emissions by 2050. So you know whose plan that is. That's the globalist plan. Officials told reporters on a Monday press call, this is an exciting and a historic day and continues an ongoing effort to ensure that rural America is a full participant in the clean energy economy. 
the Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack on the call said, Rural electric cooperatives will be eligible to apply beginning July 31st for $9.7 billion in grants for deploying renewable energy, zero emission, and carbon capture, capture systems, the Department of Agriculture, USDA, said. Renewable energy developers and electric service providers like municipal and tribal utilities will be eligible to apply beginning June 30th for another $1 billion in partially forgivable loans for financing wind, solar, geothermal, geothermal, biomass, and other renewable energy products, the USDA said. On the call with reporters, White House advisor John Podesta, of all people, said the money would bring good-paying jobs to rural communities, and National Climate Advisor Ali Zida said the investment would be a game-changer. The new funds will help rural electric cooperatives reach parity with private utility companies who have already begun significant investment in clean energy. We have a climate crisis that requires all of America to participate in reducing emissions to get to the net zero future. Rural electric cooperatives serve 42 million people and draw about 22% of their energy from renewable sources, according to the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. We want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications and intervention in Jesus' name. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning gender clinics affiliated with three North Carolina medical schools are seeing patients as young as two. That's two years old for gender dysphoria, according to documents. The medical schools at Duke University, the University of North Carolina, and East Carolina University providing treatment for toddlers and grade school-age children with gender dysphoria on organization websites, in documents, and in news articles. After information about the program sparked backlash on social media, all three universities stated that they don't prescribe cross-sex hormones or provide gender modification surgery on toddlers. The medical organizations didn't deny that their doctors see preschoolers for gender dysphoria. Sloan Rackmoff, president of Education First Alliance, a watchdog group in North Carolina, first exposed the university's policies in an article on EFA's website. He is a prop, he is a proponent of North Carolina legislative proposals SB 639 and HB 808. If enacted, the measures would ban transgender procedures, puberty blockers, and other hormones for use 
under the age of 18 in the state. She said she hopes her article and the attention it receives will help push the bills forward, that toddlers who couldn't have any semblance of what it means to be gendered are receiving a clinical diagnosis and subsequent treatment at North Carolina's teaching teaching hospitals is reason enough to pass a complete ban on all psychological, medical, and surgical treatments for gender reassignment on minors, she wrote. According to the Duke Child and Adolescent Care Center Clinic website, transgender youth can receive a broad array of treatment and education at the facility. We provide treatment, support, education, and counseling to transgender youth who are exploring their gender identity and gender expression as well as their families. Now, how do you do that at two years old? The Duke University website reads, We also treat people with gender dysphoria, which occurs when sex and gender assigned at birth do not align with a person's gender identity. The founder of the Duke Clinic, Dr. Deanna Atkins, was cited in a North Carolina newspaper discussing a toddler patient, according to EFA. A May 10, 2016 post on Duke's children's Facebook page also quoted the newspaper article. Dr. Deanna Atkins, director of the Duke Center for Child and Adolescent Gender Care, said she has transgender patients as young as two. They are not old enough to consciously just choose to do that. It is not a choice in any of my patients, the post reads. So indicated treatment of young children in her expert declaration filed in a federal district court in North Carolina concerning a proposal to restrict the use of public bathrooms to biological sex. In that court document signed in 2020 by Atkins, she reiterates her belief that toddlers can experience gender dysphoria. Her declaration said the gender clinic treated patients as young as seven. Most people have a gender identity that aligns with the sex they were assigned at birth, she stated in her declaration. However, for some people, their deeply felt core identification and self-image as a particular gender does not align with the sex they were assigned at birth. This lack of alignment can create significant distress for individuals with this experience and can be felt in children as young as two years old. On social media, Duke Health denied that toddlers were starting gender transitioning. Care decisions are made by patients, patients. Patients that are under seven, patients, families, and their providers, and are both age-appropriate and adherent to national and and international guidelines. 
reads a May 4th Twitter post by Duke Health. Hormone therapies are explicitly not provided to children prior to puberty, and gender-affirming surgeries are, except in exceedingly rare circumstances, only performed after age 18. The University of North Carolina's Gender Initiative Clinic also evaluates toddlers. The referral form now removed from the website of the psychology department at the university's Chapel Hill campus shows age brackets for patients as young as three. Another deleted UNC website page for the Psychiatry Gender Equity and Wellness Initiative recovered from archives on the Wayback Machine said that said the program's goal was to provide care for diverse individuals four to 30 years and their families exploring or undergoing gender-affirming treatment. The clinic would provide letters of support for initiation of gender-affirming hormone care or referrals for surgery, according to the now-deleted page of the clinic website. Part of the clinic's mission is to train the next generation of providers on gender-affirming care, according to the website. UNC Health posted a clarification on Twitter on May 4th about how the organization treats children identifying as transgender. UNC Health provides age-appropriate gender-affirming care to our patients and families based on national guidelines and standards of care. That includes behavioral health support, the organization stated. It does not include any surgical procedures for any patients under 18. It does not include any research or clinical trials involving children. Something tells me that's not the truth either. In 2022, ECU's Brody School of Medicine developed the ECU LGBTQ+. Don't forget there's a plus there. Health Clinic, as reported by the East Carolinian. In the article, Dr. Colby Dendy, Clinical Assistant Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at ECU's medical school, was listed as one of the clinic's directors. Dindy and her colleague, Dr. Angie Mathai, a clinical associate professor at ECU, wanted to create the new clinic because there was no other LGBT primary care facilities in eastern North Carolina for people across age groups who don't attend ECU, according to the article. The idea to create the clinic was pitched to the Sexual and Gender Diversity Committee at ECU. Dendy was quoted as saying in the article, children can recognize gender identity at about age four. So pediatrics should not be excluded from treatment, Dendy said, according to the article. Now I'm going to give you a little clip from my personal life. I didn't know the difference between uh, boys and girls, other than what you see outwardly, until I was four. Well, why didn't you? Well, I'll explain. My mother 
gave birth to my brother when I was four years old. And so when they brought him home from the hospital, my grandmother pulled back the blanket so I could look at it. And it was not a positive response, okay? He he wasn't all filled out. He was all wrinkly, and I wasn't too excited about it. So later on in the process, after my initial shock that he wasn't cute, I asked my mother, how can you tell the difference between a boy and a girl? How do you know that he's a boy and that he's not a girl? So she answered my question. She pulled back his die, pointed at his male organ, and she said, see, that's what tells you he's a boy. I've understood that ever since then. I wish more people did. ECU referenced Health Pride Clinic services for the LGBT community, listing Dindy and others as providers. Dindy's specialty under LGBT affirming providers included gender affirming hormone therapy for both adults and adolescents. In a May 4th Twitter post, ECU Health denied offering gender affirming surgery to minors or gender-affirming care to toddlers. It is important to note that the comments and opinions of employees, including those published in any organization, do not necessarily reflect policies or services provided by that organization, the ECU Health Post reads. According to Andrew Brown, Associate Vice President of Policy at the Conservative Texas Public Policy Foundation, Gender treatment for toddlers is no less than radical experimentation. Still, he said, I am completely unsurprised. The medical community in the United States is following the model of affirming gender dysphoria in minors, even as Europe pulls away from it, he said. Yet there's no evidence children benefit from gender-altering procedures. And emerging evidence shows that those modifications are more harmful than beneficial, he said. Transitioning children is based on Marxist ideology, Brown said. It's aimed at destroying fundamental systems essential to the prosperity of the United States, such as the family, he added. But people are starting to push back. The number of Texas voters who support a ban on gender modification for children has increased by 14% point, polls show. Gender dysphoria eventually resolves itself in 87% of those who experience it, according to Dr. Stanley Goldfarb, MD, board chairman of the Do No Harm Medical Watchdog Group. The problem is the U.S. medical community has adopted the idea of affirming gender, gender dysphoria instead of helping the patient figure it out or letting it go away on its own, he said. Parents intuitively understand that toddlers and young children don't know what they are saying when they express the desire to be the opposite sex, he said. Yet many in the medical community are ignoring that based on their belief in gender ideology, he added. Doctors turn activists 
have taken the position that if people don't support a child's idea of gender, they're transphobic, Goldfarb said. Many youths with feelings of gender dysphoria may also suffer from psychological problems, he said. Once children have been affirmed in their expressed desire to live as another gender, they often are on a one-way street to transition, he said. And what starts as social transitioning often leads to cross-sex hormones and surgery. Then to maintain the transition, children have to remain on hormones or undergo further medical procedures. It's really quite tragic, Goldfarb said. They're starting them down this path where they'll never be normal. So we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications and interventions concerning such. Amen. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning some of the people most strongly associated with promoting lockdown measures during the COVID-19 pandemic have recently sought to recast their positions, including Anthony Fauci, former leader of the federal COVID-19 response, teachers union head Randy Weingarten, and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Fauci seemed eager to shirk responsibility for the lockdowns when talking to the New York Times last week. Show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never, I never did, he said. It was the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that produced the lockdown recommendations, he emphasized. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation, and people made a decision based on that, he said, noting that he happened to be perceived as the personification of the recommendation. That perception wasn't mere happenstance, though. Fauci hardly missed an opportunity for a media spotlight accepting accolades for supposedly leading the country through the crisis. Fauci boasted in October 2020 that early in the pandemic, it was he who recommended that President Donald Trump shut the country down. Mm-hmm. This was way before the major outbreak in the New York City area at the onset of the pandemic, he said. Moreover, Fauci now argues he was appreciative of those who had their reasons for not following the advice of federal public health agencies. I never criticized the people, you know, this is ridiculous. I never criticized the people who had to make the decisions one way or the other, he said. That doesn't appear to be accurate or even the truth or even a good lie. Fauci was repeatedly cited by the media as criticizing states that diverge from federal guidance. On one occasion, he called it risky. On another, warned of needless suffering and death if states lifted COVID-19 restrictions earlier than federal guidelines suggested. The former pandemic advisor now acknowledges that COVID-19 vaccines were presented to the public in a less-than-ideal way, 
we probably should have communicated better that clinical trials were only powered to look at the effect of clinically recognizable disease, symptomatic disease, he said. Nonetheless, various officials made comments to the effect that the vaccine stopped transmission of the virus, which was incorrect, a.k.a. a lie. While people who pointed out the limitations of the VAC trials were dismissed as anti-VAC and censored by social media, records can be shown to demonstrate Fauci's undeniable leadership on decisions that led to substantial pain for otherwise healthy and productive Americans, said Michael Chamberlain, director of the Protect the Public Trust, a group that pushes for government transparency and impartiality. Weingarten, head of the American Federation of Teachers, recently told Congress that the union advocated for school reopening from early on in the pandemic. We spent every day from February 2020 on trying to get schools open, she said. That appears to be only partially true. The union did issue a paper in April 2020 that proposed reopening schools that were largely shut down the month before amid the rising spread of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19. In practice, however, Weingarten always appeared to demand more to be done before schools could be opened safely. Some of the core demands included universal masking of children's students, improving ventilation at school buildings, and maintaining six-foot physical distancing at all times. But those requirements, according to the union, required major investment or sacrifices of classroom time. Classes needed to be much smaller, for example, to ensure the distancing. If you do six feet of physical distancing, you're essentially saying in a school you're going to have to put about 50% or 60% of people in there at any time, not 100%. Weingarten told NBC News in February 2021, and the demands went on. The FT. AFT's reopening report from February 2021 called for 20% of all students and staff to be tested each week. If one student tested positive, the whole classroom should be sent home for 14 days. If two students in different classrooms tested positive, the whole school should shut down in person learning for 14 days, the document recommended. New York City schools tried to implement similar, if less stringent, rules from parents. Day two of school, a positive case was found in daughter's classroom. 25 kids now have remote school for 10 days, Jill Goldstein, who who has a child in one of the city's schools, wrote on Twitter. Some of the AFT's largest local affiliates went even further. United Teachers of Los Angeles, one of the AFT's largest and most powerful affiliates, stated that reopening would require broader community preparedness and increased funding. 
that was supposed to include not only prolific testing, masking, and social distancing, but also expanded sick leave, a wealth tax, a millionaire tax, Medicare for all, and a moratorium on charter schools, according to a document issued by the union in July 2020. The document, for some strange reason, is no longer accessible on the UTLA website. Facing public resistance, the UTLA in the end agreed to a reopening plan without those demands. This is unacceptable. There also appears to be a tendency to delay school reopening until teachers had ample opportunity to get vaccinated. On one hand, the AFT said vaccinations weren't necessary for school reopening. But on the other, it stated the teachers need to be prioritized for vaccination and that vaccination progress would be aligned with reopening. Teachers and school-related personnel need the layer of protection vaccines provide. Well, you know something? Most of the people that I personally know that went out and got that vaccine, they got sick. (laughs) How about that? It is the bare minimum of what they need to get back into the classroom, Weingarten wrote on Twitter on February 24, 2021. In some of the districts with large local unions and robust reopening demands, it was only after the vaccines became widely available that local authorities were able to reach reopening deals, according to a report by the Defense of Freedom Institute. Weingarten seemed rather inflexible in her demand. When the CDC lifted mass recommendations for COVID-19 vaccinated people in May 2021, Weingarten criticized Texas for no longer requiring masks in schools, pointing out the children weren't eligible for the vaccine yet. Two months later, the CDC recommended masks again regardless of vaccination, citing the spread of the virus's Delta variant and data showing that vaccinated people were spreading it just as much as the unvaccinated. Experts have warned that masking children, especially the youngest ones, could stunt their development. Some people have also criticized what they perceived as arbitrary masking rules. If classes were held at restaurants, for example, students presumably would have been allowed to take their masks off while sitting based on rules once in place in many jurisdictions. When the CDC cut the school distancing guideline to three feet, Weingarten pushed back. The issue with the change in distancing in schools is that overcrowded and under-resourced schools are already having trouble meeting basic safety guidelines. We need to be focusing on actually getting all of the mitigation strategies in place first. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, I heard that. The AFT also pushed for the CDC to issue universal guidelines as a condition of schools reopening. The CDC did so in February 2021, but only after extensive consultations with the AFT and the inclusion of several of its demands. Just as Weingarten wanted, the guidelines call for reopening based on the level of detected COVID-19 cases in the community. Schools in red zones 
Those that couldn't offer COVID-19 tests to all teachers and students at least once a week should have held virtual classes unless they could strictly implement all mitigation strategies. The thresholds were so low that almost all schools were in red zones back then. Weingarten made clear that the guidelines couldn't, in fact, be universally implemented, not unless Congress gave public schools much more money. Educators, students, and parents all want our schools to reopen safely, but we need the resources from the American Rescue Plan to do it, she wrote on Twitter on February 17, 2021. She was referring to the $1.9 trillion, T-R-I-L-L-I-O-N, spending package pushed by the Biden administration, which promised public schools $130 billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, on top of the $110 billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, given by Congress to schools and colleges in the previous COVID-19 packages. In fact, the massive amount of federal funding had little to do with school reopening. The Congressional Budget Office stated in February 2021 that most of the $110 billion remained unspent, and less than 5% of the $130 billion was to be spent by September 2021. Surveys have indicated that many teachers didn't want to return to work because they would afraid they were afraid they would catch COVID-19. Yet research has indicated that the virus was spreading no more in schools than outside of schools and that children were actually less likely to spread it, even in areas that, according to Weingarten, opened prematurely, such as Florida. Teachers could theoretically avoid the virus by shutting themselves in their homes, okay? You heard that. But that would only shift the risk from themselves to other people who still had to operate in the outside world on their behalf, delivering food and other necessities to them. In the end, school reopening appears to have had little to do with resources and federal guidelines. Horror districts that mass less vigorously, for example, were somewhat more likely to be open in 2021, according to the Return to Learn tracker. The factors most prominently associated with in-person instruction were the political leaning of the district and the estimated strength of the local teachers' union, one research paper shows. The decision to return students to in-person classes this fall was strongly correlated with the county-level share of the vote won by Donald Trump in 2016, according to the working paper. The efforts to rewrite history by those who advocated for severe restrictions and school closures were absolutely galling, especially considering their documented roles in forming those very policies they are running from now, Chamberlain said. They pushed for the lockdown, destroyed lives and livelihoods, pressed to keep students out of school, while parents watched their kids deteriorate academically, physically, socially, emotionally, some to the point of suicide. National testing showed a dramatic drop in test scores 
after children finally returned to classrooms. Meanwhile, the hotline calls regarding children and domestic violence went up more than 50% during the initial lockdown month, and reports of predators enticing minors online almost doubled in 2020. Suspected suicides by self-poisoning increased by 30% in 2021, compared with 2019 in April paper reveal. Still, wine gardens appeared at times reluctant to acknowledge how much the lack of in-person instruction set children back. Clearly, there was education disruption, but our members pushed back on the idea that there was a loss of education, she said, according to a May 18, 2021 AFT tweet. Chamberlain accused the likes of Fossey and Weingarten of gaslighting, of trying to convince the American public that they did and said the exactly said exactly the opposite of what they actually did and said. Meanwhile, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau claimed last week that he never forced anyone to get the vaccine, although he chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there, encouraged Canadians to get vaccinated. This is precisely why the public's trust in government has fallen off a cliff during the pandemic. Chamberlain says, well, we want to thank the righteous judge for his adjudications in such matters. Amen. We want to thank him for what he's going to do about it anyway. You know, there's these scriptures in the Bible that talk about treating people that way. And so we pretty much expect that since he is the living word, Things are going to change. Brother Marshall, are you there? You got to press the button. Amen. We'll wait to see. Let me try this. Brother Marshall. Can Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Okay, let's see if this works. Hang on a second. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Say something else. Something else. All right. Jesus is Lord of all. Yes, I can hear you, and I agree. (laughs) He is Lord of all. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. Still trying to figure out the basics of the cell phone. Isn't that ridiculous? Anyway, praise the Lord. But you know what? The Lord knows everything. (laughs) He knows absolutely everything. He knows how many hairs are on Fauci's head. (laughs) He knows whether he's fully human or not. I don't know. He He knows all about Justin Trudeau and who's groomed him and who's prepared him for what he's doing and why he's been put there and how he's connected. And, Father, you told us to pray for those who despitefully use us, and there's a whole lot of them, Father, that seem to not really like human beings that are created in your image. And if you can save maybe some of their little helpers or underlings or whoever, if you can save some of them, maybe to encourage them to say, oh, you mean I got my hand caught in the cookie jar too, and they're coming after me. Maybe I'll spill the beans on my boss. So, Father God, maybe some people want to save their own neck, as it were, 
and be able to uncover what's really going on. And we thank you, Father God, for all these different items, these different issues that Pastor Sabrina has just read through. And we thank you that you've not left us as orphans, Father. We thank you for the spirit of adoption. And how did Father Abraham, who's the father of the faith, how did he receive the spirit? Did he meet Melchizedek? Was that the first time? And he was just a guy who became Jewish because he crossed over the river and he was listening to your voice and he said, okay. His father stayed back. His father ended up uh, uh, passing on. and But he, he came to this new land. And Father God, he he was just a person. But he heard and obeyed you. And then he really did hear you and obey you with the issue of his son, the son of laughter. It was no laughing matter. That was his heir that had been promised him 25 years before. He was willing to take him up on Mount Moriah and sacrifice him, which he did by faith. He didn't actually have to because he actually kept listening to the Lord. We all need to keep listening to the Lord. He didn't actually take the knife and slay his son. But his son must have been very patient with his old older father to allow him to bind him and allow him to take a knife and do all that. But thank you, Father, for providing yourself a lamb for a burnt offering. Thank you for that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Thank you, Jesus, for interceding for each of us. Saint Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. In every one of these issues, Father God, and we know it's the same plan, as Pastor Sabrina said many times, Satan really has the same game plan. Same game plan he had with the little Jewish boys back in uh, back in Egypt. Oh, he wanted the midwives to kill them as soon as they came out, but they came up with a kind of fudge to what happened. Well, you know, these Jewish girls, they, they, they're they really stronger than the Egyptian girls, and, and, and they, they bring to birth before we get there, so we don't have a chance to pretend that they died in childbirth. I think one of the saints on the chat room said she was born with an umbilical cord wrapped around her, her neck, and I know we had one of our daughters did, and I did, I think. So it's it, 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 there's natural challenges in childbirth anyway. All kinds of natural challenges. We're we're challenged even in utero. But why do people have to be challenged with abortion drugs and all the rest? As a father, for all these different adjudications, we bring them before your throne of grace in time of need, like it says over in in Hebrews. Come boldly before your throne of grace. And how can we come boldly? Because there's only one just one, one holy one, one righteous one. We come with praise and thanksgiving. We didn't form ourselves. We didn't create ourselves. You created us. Even as in, in the chat room, somebody quoting Psalm 139, one of the sisters, and we thank you for that. Yes, we are all. You knew each one of us, and you didn't make any junk, Lord, and we give you praise. We didn't form ourselves. Neither did Fauci. Neither did Justin Trudeau. None of us who are humans, at least started out human anyway, for formed ourselves. So we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, like it says in Psalm 100. Know ye the Lord he is God, is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. Oh, what sex do I want to be today? We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, for his mercy is everlasting, is in his truth. <laughs> not the gender-affirming truth. And his truth endureth to all generations. Try to get rid of baby Jesus. 
Herod sent the little army in there to get rid of the old, all the little, little in uh, all the little baby boys, two and under. In um, Rachel's Rachel weeping for her children because they are not. Where was that? Oh, was that in Bethlehem? May have, may have been. Father God, I think it was the house of bread. Jesus, the living bread, who came to earth in the house of bread. That's also where all the Passover lambs were raised, Father God, in that area around Bethlehem. And that's where the sheep, the shepherds are watching over their sheep by night. And you came and you said you had this plan for all of them, all mankind that can receive you, Jesus, can receive your spirit, can receive the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father, for hearing us, for the Lord's sake, for Christ's sake. So we come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace, and we know you've given Jesus all power in heaven and earth, Father. And he's going to rule, and he is ruling, even now, because he hasn't changed yesterday, today, and forever. And where does that say that, Lord? It says that he's going to judge everyone. He's going to judge me. Why does thou judge thy brother? Why does thou not thy brother? For you all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Well, that Christian doesn't believe the way I do, and da 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 da. Well, know what? Probably no two Christians, even in the same church, understand and believe everything exactly the same way. But you still love us all. <clears throat> you made some people with red hair and freckles, and other people with with uh, with a, a darker complexion. Some people with with um, slanty eyes. Father, you love every human being. That is, you made of all men one blood. It's because of that blood, the blood of sprinkling, that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We ask for adjudication, Father God, in Jesus' name. And it says in John 5, 29, 8, And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Jesus says, I can of mine own self do nothing. In John 5, 30, as I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So, Father, we thank you that Jesus knows how to judge because he's seeking your perfect will. And he knows what everybody's thinking every moment of every day. He knows what the Pharisees are thinking. He knows what the politicians and the so-called health authorities like Fauci are thinking and those in, in the Carolinas at the different medical schools are thinking. He knows what everyone's thinking, even me, even when I'm asleep and I don't remember what dream, where it came from. You know everything, Lord. And it says, where is that, Lord? In Matthew 9, and Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? Woo! You're looking at the heart every single time, Lord. You look at each one of our hearts. You look at all these people and all these people that Pastor Sabrina has just read through. So we ask for a divine intervention, adjudication, concerning all this nonsense, even the so-called Republican governor from Vermont, who's put this proposal through to provide... Um, Boy, how do you even pronounce that? Mifepristone to uh, uh, even after the U.S. Food and Drug Administration withdraws its approval for the for the uh, widely used abortion drug. Father God, we ask for your intervention, adjudication, every one of these areas where they're seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, like they tried to kill the 
the babies in Bethlehem to try to kill the baby, the Jewish boys, where Moses, after three months, was finally put in the little basket down the river, down the Nile or wherever, and, and Pharaoh's daughter took him up for her own son. And he was used of you, Lord, to help deliver his people. Father, we know Jesus is the deliverer. There's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved because of the blood of covenant. And you said, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. And that's how they got out of Egypt, Father God. It wasn't because of the, of the lice. It wasn't because of the, the, the darkness that could be felt and all the different plagues, Father God. It was all because of the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. Jesus, you shed your holy, holy, sinless blood, even as even as uh, Judas Iscariot talked about it as the innocent blood in Matthew 27, 4. The innocent blood. That innocent, innocent blood. You knew no sin, and yet you became sin for us. Thank you for hanging on that tree. Thank you for the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that, than, that, than that of Abel. Father, we ask for intervention, adjudication concerning what's going on, not just in Vermont, but in all the United States and all the different so-called jurisdictions and, and regions, Father God, in Jesus' name, including with the rural electric cooperatives thing where they're trying to be cajoled and bribed to do, oh, yeah, sure, we, you know, we're going to use all kinds of geothermal and solar and all that. Who cares if they're putting all kinds of particles up in the sky so that the solar doesn't work as well as it could? Yeah, who cares if the, if the wind is, is controlled by harp or some other uh, thing where the, the, the things may not blow or they may blow or they may put a, a some, they may just go in and, and, and put some uh, uh, slush down on them and they'll freeze them up in the winter. But Father God, we know this is all a plan. It's all, all a plan. Satan doesn't like little children, so he wants to kill them. Satan doesn't like any human being made in the image of God. But if God be for us, who can be against us? And you prove that you're for us, Father. He withheld not his own son, but gave him up for us all. Just like Father Abraham was willing to give up the son of laughter, Isaac, on Mount Moriah, the same place where Jesus was crucified. Same place, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Well, that's a lot of work. I have to actually look at Jesus? Why do I have to look there? Oh, you made him to be that fiery serpent on a pole, as it were. You made him to be that lampstand. That should have been the symbol for, for Israel, the, the menorah, the seven lights. You made That was the symbol. Jesus was the lamp in the darkness. The people that walked in darkness were seeing a great light. Remember it was really dark when he hung on that tree for us? It was so dark. And when did that start? Was it like at noon until 3 p.m.? I think that's when it was. And it's prophesied over in Amos. And you fulfilled it. All these different things prophesied hundreds of years before. We thank you for fulfilling your word, Lord, and delivering all of your children. We thank you, Lord. You're not going to leave us or forsake us. You promised. You said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world, like it says in the end of the gospel. And because you're for us, because you're going to save us to the uttermost, as we come to the you, Heavenly Father, by the Lord Jesus, because of the blood of the covenant, <clears throat> as we repent and renounce all of our sins, including taking anxious thought for tomorrow. You don't want us to do that. Because fear is the opposite of faith. They both look to the future and demand to be fulfilled. Job was pretty righteous in his own strength, in his own ways, but he did take anxious thought for tomorrow. And he did think he was awfully holy 
until he actually saw you, Lord. Then he realized he repented sackcloth and ashes. Then he really realized there's only one who's really holy and good. Job lived his pretty holy life, and, and so did Daniel, and so did, uh, who was the other one? Elijah. Elijah? Elijah? Elijah. Where is that? Exodus 14. Not Exodus. Ezekiel 14.14. 14. So these three men, even their own children wouldn't be considered holy without, because they were not relying on your gift of holiness. They're relying on their own holiness, their own self-righteousness. And they, they worked at it. Daniel prayed three times a day, even when his life was on the line. He didn't vary. He didn't waver. <laughs> That's dedication. Do all of us get down on our knees and pray with our back to the east? Some people pray looking to the east like they did. People worship the sun. Father, deliver all those that are in idolatry, worshiping mammon, worshiping money, taking bribes, including those from the rural electric cooperative. We bind the spirit of mammon. We bind this spirit, control and Guide people into doing what the globalists want them to do, Father God, in Jesus' name. We bind all these agendas, Father God, and all the demons behind them and associated with them, and all the witchcraft sent against all the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, not just in the rural areas, in the cities, every area. And every, every witchcraft curse returned, at least sevenfold from the heads of the spirits of sin. Do those spirits and tend to dust. Rend into our neighbors, sevenfold those demons, sevenfold into their bosoms, their reproach, wherever they reproach thee, O Lord, in Jesus' name. And Father, if you can save any of the witches, please save their souls. You, you got a hold of the witch that's witch. You got a hold of kind of, uh, of many, many people that have served on the dark side, Father God. And, and they were like, like brands plucked out of the fire. They were headed, they'd, yeah, they'd sold their soul to the devil. But some of them, maybe some of the actors, some of those news reporters and things, one I heard recently looked like he was really in deep with the, with the, with the uh, deep state or whatever you want to call it. But he actually did get some really good information to Trump. He had to do it personally. He couldn't go through normal channels because, of course, it would have been exposed because everything's being monitored by all those people. We speak blindness to our enemy, mutinous to our enemy, and they only hear what Jesus wants them to hear pertaining to each and every one of us. So it is written, Thou shalt agree a thing, shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways in Jesus' name. And how can we do that? As joint heirs with Christ, we can do that. And how can we do that? Because it's written. <laughs> 